Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 173, Fertility Empowerment Show. The Road to Motherhood After Breast Cancer with Kristin Shadik, Chief Commercial Officer at Goldstorm. All right, Kristin. Welcome to my show. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, thank you so much. So Kristin Shadik is the Chief Commercial Officer of Goldstorm. Goldstorm, right? And yes. uh, actually, I talked to... Um, I talked to one of your colleagues and Rebecca, right? Correct. I love what she's doing. She actually advertised my book, Naturally Conceived. And I was like, oh my goodness, who advertised it? I didn't know her. And then I tried to uh, know her and I see what amazing work they've done about the fertility. And you have some uh, engagement with third parties. You have a website that is amazing and the kind of work and vision who will start doing is the one that I really wanted to introduce to others who are struggling with fertility and uh, they don't have a success up till now. So there are um, other ways to get pregnant, even if they cannot do it naturally by themselves. So Kristen uh, here, she has a very interesting Well, to tell you a little bit about myself and how it relates to Ghost Work and what we're doing at Ghost Work, um, basically, I, like many um, millions of people, I think the newest statistic is one in eight people will struggle with uh, fertility. They will have challenges. Um, they may, it may take a long time or be a very protracted process to get pregnant. And that was really my story. And um, then ironically, I have always worked in the fertility and infertility industry. So when it really happened to me, um, I was blessed with having a lot of information and knowing a tremendous amount uh, compared to any other kind of patient journey or, or, or thing that could happen in our health and in our life. But at the same time, there were plenty of pitfalls and plenty of things that I didn't know. And when I uh, came across Ghost Stork as a business, everything that they were putting together, uh, I knew why they were putting it together. I had already lived through the patient odyssey and I had already been um, an executive within uh, fertility industries that were trying to help and support patients either to get pregnant or once they already are pregnant and certain testing and things that they'll need early on in their pregnancy. And I became a chief commercial officer about two years ago or so before that, um, was a national and uh, vice president of sales and have always been on the sales and revenue side of businesses that are in women's health care. 
All right, tell me about your story first. I, I'm not sure if your story related to third party fertility or egg donor or whatever, but uh, you know you have blessed with three kids <laughs> and that's great. And I know that you have a story of breast cancer as well, right? So what happened to you? And uh, that was your first child happening with the breast cancer or that was your third one? Second, second. Okay. So, so basically uh, what had happened was I was dealing with secondary infertility, the way so many others uh, deal with that. And uh, basically what was going on is in my process of trying to conceive, trying a lot of different things, including a lot of... I, I, my husband and I really started with a very unnatural approach. Um, we sought out a naturopath and it, I really credit the naturopath to helping me understand so many things that were simple fixes to what we were going through in our infertility journey. Um, and still to this day, I really rely on that naturopath and having a naturopath in my life. But somewhere in the process after a few miscarriages, rather than having um, something successful come of pregnancy or another miscarriage and more miscarriage information, I instead got a breast cancer diagnosis, which halted all things that, of course, my husband and I were going through and planning for. And um, to anyone out there that's ever been through a life-threatening diagnosis of any kind or a cancer diagnosis, uh, the world stops and there's just white noise um, as you fear to try to save your life and to try to understand how this has happened or how long cancer has been inside of you. So that was my journey. And then um, picking up the pieces a few years later after feeling um, safe with my breast cancer diagnosis and what's next, the what's next phase of the motherhood journey and how that affects so many of us. And that's really where Ghost Dork comes in because for those that have high-risk breast cancer or high-risk other kinds of women's cancer, it is oftentimes very dangerous to carry a pregnancy. And um, you may be healthy. You may have an excellent prognosis for um, cancer you know, in your life or it never coming back, but you could be at high risk or really endangering yourself to carry another pregnancy. And so you become a very important candidate for surrogacy also known as uh, utilizing a gestational carrier in the U.S. But your journey was different, right? You you had a natural fertility. Um, my journey uh, with my second child was actually um, utilizing a naturopathic doctor so that there was a lot that could be done to sort of help um, myself and my husband go about the conception process and utilizing that naturopath, finding out some of the basics that people really need to know, to know about just successfully conceiving in any way that they're conceiving, whether they're utilizing IVF, whether they're utilizing uh, home IUI. You know, what's interesting is the ghost stork user, uh, there's a lot of diverse users out there that are conceiving in a lot of different ways, really depending upon if they are straight, if they're in the LGBTQ plus community, et cetera. And so for my own story, one of the ways in which my husband and I were utilizing a naturopath was to find out things that we had no idea were really on our radar, such as vitamin D levels being too low. Um, the, uh, you know, 
fairly common use of progesterone and other things that you can use to support that pregnancy once you are pregnant. So all of those things really came into play and did matter um, and made a tremendous difference in our ability to conceive and carry the pregnancy, a healthy pregnancy. So you actually apply the naturopath way, right? With your naturopath doctor uh, to get pregnant. For yes. Okay. Yes. We, util we utilized a lot of the uh, information and tools from our naturopathic doctor that we honestly didn't know about and that we... Um, you know, we, we just didn't get that kind of information. It wasn't as in-depth when we wound up utilizing other doctors. So we were very happy to go to her to really start looking at things like vitamin D levels and how progesterone can help the pregnancy along, etc. cetera. Um, as somebody who already had breast cancer, hopefully you don't have it right now, right? You already passed this. You know, that's the tricky thing with cancer. They, and uh, I, hopefully, uh, I am cancer free at this point. Um, you know, all indications would show that I am completely cancer free now. Um, but I, as a cancer survivor, certainly have this question mark in the back of my head all the time, wondering because the diagnosis for very early stage uh, cancer that has, you know, spread somewhere can be difficult to detect. But fingers crossed, I am healthy and cancer-free. That is certainly what I've been told by my doctors. All right, great. So I have a few questions first. Uh, how, what uh, did it help to be cancer-free? What kind of process did you go? Did you do chemo or you did a lot of naturopathy? Yes. And, and you know, um, I would say that um, Ghost Orc is really trying to also be a resource for individuals out there that are going through this journey and or those that are going through sort of oncofertility, which includes the part of your cancer journey where you may be wanting to freeze your eggs or freeze um, embryonic tissue to really um, start to focus on what might happen after your cancer process. But for me, I had a highly proliferating, high-risk breast cancer that had not grown that much, meaning it was a stage one breast cancer as opposed to a stage four, nor had it spread that we know of throughout my body and through my lymph node system. Nevertheless, it was a highly proliferating, meaning high, highly turning over and growing kind of cancer. And because of that, there's a lot of good testing out there now. Um, there's genetic testing that helps your oncologist determine if you're going to need chemotherapy. And in fact, halfway through my chemotherapy journey, there were some new articles coming out to really talk about how many women are receiving chemotherapy and is, it, is that necessary? And I think that the numbers of women uh, receiving or patients receiving chemotherapy has dropped some, but they use this score. For myself, it was called an oncotype score. It's an oncotype test. And it came back that it was very high risk. The numbers were very high. And therefore, I was going to be the patient that required chemotherapy unless I refused it. So you did it for how long? I did what was what's known as a dose-dense regimen, which means 
a regiment of chemotherapy that normally would be given every three weeks was given every two weeks. A dose-dense regimen is pretty common for a young person uh, because what they're really trying to do is overwhelm the cancer cells with the chemotherapy in a shortened period of time um, and then have the chemotherapy done, you know, mm -hmm. so it's not a, such a protracted experience for the patient. So after chemotherapy, how long did it take you plan for another chemo? Well, you know, that was a back and forth discussion between myself and all of my doctors um, to really understand uh, what was safe for me and what was, you know, it's, it's so hard for a cancer survivor until you're outside of some important windows um, to really think about what your next steps are. You're, you're, it's, it's hard to know if you're out of the woods, so to speak. And so um, it was a four year journey for mm -hmm. us, um, a substantial amount of time of which most of it was really focused and taken up with really a lot of cancer activity, even though technically you're cancer free, you're eating the cancer diet, you're avoiding the foods that you never thought of before. You're taking the cancer support type supplements as well as medications. So there's this entire lifestyle um, shift and, you know, lifestyle shifts, major, major lifestyle shifts really take time. Anyone that says, oh, you know, I shifted and everything changed in three months. That was not my experience. And that's no, not those no. people's experience that I talked yeah. to. It takes time. It really does. Real time. So four years in, I can say, yes, eat, eating this and not eating that is top of mind. I don't forget about it. I stay conscious. Um, but it, it's a journey. Uh, it's a journey with all of those things that, in my case, help to keep me cancer free. Beautiful. We're going to talk about it in more deep uh, conversation, but I, we need like a few second break and we come back. Please subscribe to Quantal Calhoun Transition Channel and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Thank you for watching. Uh, first of all, I want to know about the detoxification. If you had any detoxification to just get rid of those hormones and those chemos out of your body. Yes. Yeah, so interestingly enough, I've had I've had a, I have a group of women friends um, that went through breast cancer just before me. As you know, breast cancer is I think it's one in eight women will get breast cancer. Um, so there's a lot of us. And I had a really good friend and I would call her like my breast cancer mentor at this point, who turned me on to a lot of detoxification um, and really the idea of cleaning the liver, um, even though, you know, you may need uh, chemotherapy, what can you do to help yourself after the fact? And so I did go to a wellness center here in New York City to do some of that detoxification. And there's uh, plenty of supplements from my naturopath as well that include different kinds of detox. There's cellular detox, which is um, taking supplementation that really increases apoptosis. Um, and that kind of cleaning of the body. And then there's that more straightforward liver cleaning. And Eve, I did what I could afford, honestly. These are very expensive procedures. So I 
did little bits along the way. And it was amazing to feel uh, probably a year and a half out that I felt like it's finally out of my body. I finally feel clean and clear of it. And some of the symptoms and unusual things that are in your body that you feel are linked to chemotherapy, you know, the fogginess in the brain, the certain kinds of muscle fatigue that were never there before, et cetera, et cetera. So I did do, I did do as much cleansing as I could. Mm -hmm. You know, for my own coaching uh, purpose in fertility, the first thing I always recommend is just go through the test to see if you have any food sensitivity or any problem with detoxification because people are very still sensitive about the detoxification and some people can't take it. So you have to see what kind of what kind of uh, detoxification you're doing, uh, can they tolerate it or, you know, that's probably that's what you did as well, right? Because um sometimes it really affects your liver and your body go out of balance if the detoxification is not on a right right step and it's not on the right track yeah yeah um, i think this is such an important thing as well uh when you bring up the liver because you know the liver we need the liver and we need the liver to be clean and healthy it is the ultimate sort of waste processing part of our bodies. And so when we're going through chemotherapy or when we're utilizing supplements after we're done with cancer, we really need the liver to stay strong. So I'm with you. I, I really love that suggestion. It's important to know what you're doing and that the, the cleansing and the detoxifying is working uniquely for your body. Exactly. So no, go back to cholesterol is here www.goldstone.com uh, a stork means that bird right <laughs> uh, that bird that brings the baby right yeah, yes. brings, yeah i saw i saw your uh, your logo as well that is saying the stork there so there's there's the, the stork that's bringing the baby that's right uh, yeah. and really you know sort of our our tagline is uh, your family starts here with go stork um, yeah, so Ghost Work um, was created by Iran Amir, who is our CEO and founder. And basically, Ghost Work was created because he, as a single man, uh, wanted to grow his family and knew that he wanted to build a family. His entire life had wanted to have children. And um, through the process, actually, of dating and eventually uh, meeting his husband and getting married and all of that, he had already begun his family building journey. And when he first went to his HR department, he worked in a uh, finance job and he, he's always been in technology. You know, the HR department basically said, no, we don't have any benefits for you. No, we don't have any suggestions for you. Um, and he was kind of on his own trying to navigate, uh, not understanding how a single man could go about this. And, um, so through that painful journey of piecing together every single step, and for him, obviously, including having an egg donor, needing a gestational surrogate, finding the right agency, um, that is how Ghost Work was born. And at some point he sat back and said, as someone that spent my whole career in technology, I think I can build a better way. And boy, was he right. And Ghost Work was born. <laughs> 
What I saw in your website about the egg donors is that they people have choice to go and see the profile, see which one they like, maybe the lifestyle or because they're gonna uh, get the egg from them, right? It's very important. Sometimes you just go somewhere to get the get. You even don't know who is the donor, and sometimes it's so painful because anyway, we genetically uh, inherit a lot of DNA, yes. a lot of uh, DNA information from them, uh, so we need to know right it's it's all right to know it and then i saw the website and said oh that's interesting i've never seen before that you can actually choose the egg donor and yeah yes yeah, so so what ghost work has done basically is um you know there's a lot of egg donor agencies out there and there's also egg banks where egg donors have already frozen um their their donor specimen. Um, and so a consumer, a fertility consumer can go to an agency to look at egg donors, or they could go to a bank. But what oftentimes happened before Ghost Work is that you would be going to 20 different places, creating a user uh, account, navigating through these systems. Some of these systems charge you a lot of money to be able to even look at donors. And the same thing was going on uh, with sperm donors. Okay. So you have all of these different disparate companies that would have, um, you know, let's say some agencies might have 2000 donors. Another agency might have 50. Another agency would have 350. And you're searching through trying to find what's ideal for you. Thanks to Go Stork, now you can go and look at over 10,000 egg donors. You can look at fresh donors if that's what you're looking for and be connected to their agencies. You can look for frozen eggs if that's what you're looking for. And you can receive a lot of information um, about the donor's um, lifestyle, about their genetic history. You know, the things that we think of top of mind are hair color, eye color, height, weight, um, but there's a lot more to it. You can even find out about um, the generational health. So how is the donor's mother's health, father's health? Um, if a grandparent on the mother's side or father's side has already passed, what did they pass from? Was it, um, you know, is it, was there diabetes in the family? Was there other things that are valuable for the fertility consumer to know when they're thinking about that donor contribution there? That's interesting. Yeah, it's it has a very strong database. I just look at that, <clears throat> and it's so interesting that you don't need to search in different agencies. I, I never use a donor, uh, but uh, I know for some of my clients they do. Like they have to go through a lot of process. They don't know where to go, and which agencies. You know, this way you can even compare the prices, right? Correct. That's so, Correct. so you can actually uh, see which way is more economic for you, which way is better for you, you know. That is correct. And we also have a, a, a sort of sort and compare feature at Ghost Work, which is really valuable because if you're lucky enough to have two or three different donors or two or three different surrogacy agencies or even two or three different IVF 
clinics that you're considering, you know, you can really go and compare what the differences are and all of the things that traditionally have been barriers or have been more opaque to the fertility consumer, such as pricing, is not opaque on those stores. And that really um, is meaningful. That's really helping the consumer because they need to make decisions based on what can they afford in addition to what hair color, eye color, location, state, height, you know. Um, and so this compare feature really allows you to do that with every single um, step that you're looking at, whether it's just an egg donor, whether it's a surrogacy agency, or whether it's an IVF clinic. So is it based in the US, right? Yes, you it have... is based in the US. So if somebody in Canada or Europe, what they do. Well, um, if you look at our user base, um, you will see that there we we have a user base that represents 90 different countries. So when we're talking about um, fertility medical um, treatment, we're also talking about fertility medical tourism. And a lot of um, places in the world, um, individuals or couples are coming into the United States to pursue fertility treatment. Now, um, we hope that our next step as far as um, expanding our own um, IVF clinic network will be in the most populous parts of Canada, our neighbor, our friend. You know, there are many excellent IVF clinics um, in the Toronto and Ontario area, of course, also in Vancouver. And so we're very open to building that network. Right now, the network is the U.S., and we have a few IVF clinics that also have locations in the Caribbean, have locations in the Ukraine, et cetera. Um, but right now we sort of connect users to the U.S.-based clinics. Mm-hmm. But we do find that fertility tourism um, is a strong business to both Canada and the U.S. People from all over the world are coming to these two countries to seek treatment. What what is your recommendation for somebody who's struggling for fertility and diagnosed with cancer? Yes, well, that's really a double whammy, and my heart goes out to that person, and I've really lived that journey so intimately. My recommendation to start with would be to make sure that you are with a physician and a physician team that understands how important motherhood is to you and is 100% protective of any and everything that can be protected for you um, once you're on the other side of this cancer journey to reclaiming your own fertility, whatever that means for you. And so those physicians really need to be on board with helping you with fertility preservation or onco-fertility preservation. Um, And I would also encourage you to pull together both your surgical team, your oncology team, your integrated medicine team to work to, you know, keep your body as healthy as possible while being a cancer survivor and a cancer patient, because you want to be able to, you know, cancer aside, it's a struggle for those of us to get pregnant if our bodies aren't as healthy, if we're battling um, sort of a subacute autoimmune type of issue, the inflammation that affects implantation. So I would also really recommend that you add to your physician team, a naturopath, a good naturopath, a well, you know, someone that's published and well-researched and um, so that you can also be in touch with a lot of other both tests and tools 
and supplements that may really support your body and support this entire journey that you're on, looking at it as holistically as possible. And I would say that if you're dealing with breast cancer or any kind of cancer and you're interested in motherhood, you're probably still pretty young. And to get connected to, um, you know, a young survivors group or to some sort of group that you feel like there will be others to support you. They're in that journey. They're in that fight with you. Um, there's a lot of resources there in that kind of community. A lifestyle approach. So when I was going to get pregnant, <laughs> I was over 40 and I connected, I was connected to one of those support groups. It really helped because you know that there are other people same as you, the same age, and they have the same issue and they get pregnant. So, uh, and the same with the cancer as well, because you are on the same boat and you support each other, you give information, so you don't feel alone in your journey. Right. And when you're a cancer survivor, you know, depending on what kind of cancer you're surviving from, it may be safe for you to be pregnant. Um, and it may be a little bit risky, but not as risky as for other patients. It's probably always going to be a, a bit stressful, though, because you've survived cancer, you've gone through a true health crisis. And even though pregnancy is so natural, it's also medical. And so you may feel that there's some feelings that that cause some conflation around the joy, the excitement and the, you know, the mundaneness of pregnancy with conflated with what it was like to have another medical journey, which was cancer and very different from pregnancy. So just having that extra support and that, that community, I think is really helpful. Thank you so much, Christine, for being here. I really enjoyed talking to you. And that was very inspirational for people who are going through this journey as well. And for people who are looking for some extra help as a donor uh, egg, need somebody who is trusted and they don't need to go to different agencies so all the information is there so it's a strong database and you can go and search for it and uh, hopefully you find your ideal egg donor yes well thank you for having me today and for all of your listeners please go to ghostork.com please know that all um of of what we have available for those that may need some extra supports is free, as well as um, our concierge support, which was 100% free and complimentary. If you happen to need an egg donor, if you need a gestational carrier, please join us at ghostork.com and we'll be there to help you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please subscribe to Panta Calhoun Transition Channel and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Thank you for watching.